You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Abdul and Julian. We're talking about a collaborative project, the Currency Project. Abdul and Julian, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's begin with the, the Currency Project, which we're focusing on today. Who wants to begin? It could be uh, Julian, if you want to take that, or, uh, or, or Abdul. Let's, let's jump right into the Currency Project. How did that, how did that begin, and, um, and, and where is yeah, it right now? So um, the Currency Project, um, essentially the Currency Project seeks to investigate ideas around value, how value is created, destroyed, transacted. Um, this idea began uh, years ago, in around 2008-2009, during uh, the, uh, the Great Recession. Uh, this idea of, of printing money uh, in excess and too big to fail, uh, economic systems, financial systems, and um, uh, Julian and I connected on this idea in, uh, here more recently in, in 2020 uh, as we're kind of going through the same thing with the pandemic and um, we wanted to investigate, you know, how things are affected by psychology, how systems operate, how things uh, expand and c- contract and eventually collapse. So all these ideas kind of came into this place where we started working on this project together, uh, the Currency Project. Um, so uh, maybe going into a little background about ourselves. Um, so I have an uh, undergraduate degree in economics and my MFA um, that I got uh, six years ago. And uh, basically using our art backgrounds as a way to investigate this very real world uh, idea you know, of, of value and open markets um, and, and beyond just tangible, you know, fiat value. It's also like the idea of human capital, um, socioeconomics, um, identity politics, micro, macro. Uh, it, it just incorporates so many different things. And so, so let's talk about exactly how it gets out into the world, um, how the project gets manifested, which is, which is in a number of ways. Um, what was the what was the first manifestation of that? I mean, I, I want to go right to the current. We can start with that, or what's happening now. Sure. Yeah, um, but maybe, maybe yeah, how does tell, it get out into the world? Yeah. Maybe I can tell a little a, a little story about how it first got out into the world. Is we we spent a lot of time talking about some of these bigger ideas that Abdul and I were, or that Abdul kind of just presented and. And we wanted to create an art project around around some of that, and we didn't exactly know what it was. And I think something that we've learned through creating the currency project is it's always this expanding idea. And um, the very first iteration of it was, hey, we should test something out on on eBay and see what how people value it, and see you know just really play with an open market and take our work and put it in a place where where it's transacted at, at uh, in, you know, kind of an open market system and see what happens. And so we just almost, I would say, on a whim to put our first piece of artwork on eBay. We decided to track it, serialize it, put it on a ledger, 
and and say, you know, let's not announce it too much. Like, let's really let eBay decide what what this thing is. And and then uh, Abdul looked at me, or or actually, I told him, I was like, hey, I just put that thing on eBay. Like, I went for it. He looked at me and he was like, well, I guess here we go. The project is has started. <laughs> And um, and that was you know like this is very infancy thing and since then we've really uh, I think a, a key part of it as we want to um, say is that it, it's uh, it's expanded a lot since then and maybe we can talk more about the details but it's kind of a fun story about how how it started off as a very um, innocent idea and has grown into something a lot more mature. Yeah, let's let's talk about that because that is what's what's interesting how it's how it's how it's matured and how the market has literally been built, as you say, on, on, on eBay, right? That was over, right. I don't know when the date was when you just mentioned the first transaction, but that was over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was, uh, I think it was April of 2020 was that first, <laughs> the first auction we put up. And um, mm-hmm. essentially, essentially, to backtrack a little bit, so what, what we actually are doing is we're engaging the sports card market, which are like baseball cards, basketball cards. Um, we, we basically go onto eBay to buy these raw cards as, as they come from the manufacturer, and then we take the time to sand them, uh, gesso them, and then paint onto the surfaces at which point we then put a serial number on the back signed by the artist. Um, so each one has a unique serial number, and then we put it back into the marketplace. So now we've taken, uh, you know, uh, all of Walter Benjamin, right, the, the mass-produced object, and then make it unique again, uh, a very specific one-of-a-kind object. Um, so we've now taken this mass-produced object, made it unique with our mark, and then put it back into the marketplace to allow the marketplace to determine what the value is. So um, this whole process that, that essentially you know, evolved out of conversation and, and some previous work I'd done with sports cards um, then became this, uh, this essentially currency project that we're working on to, to you know, determine what the open market thinks the value of each of these art pieces is. So initially there was not much following. It was very kind of under the radar. And then it started to gain inside the community and people were talking about it. And then the sports card community as a whole started to, um, you know, bring more attention to the project. And um, it's since been getting some traction in, you know, other circles as well. And, and of course, you know, have, we had our show, I want to say it was uh, December of 2020. Was that right, Julian? So it was, yeah, no, November 2020, November, December. November, yeah, yeah, where, um, where we, we did an installation inside of uh, a gallery space with uh, Deli Grocery in New York and um, essentially um, hosted a live auction inside of a, a, a gallery space well, it was projected, and there was other projections on the wall, but um, a larger conversation about ecosystems and systems and equilibrium, um, really looking at biological systems as a place for, um, for kind of structuring uh, future systems for economics and, um, and, and to keep things in balance. Um, so it's it's really evolved uh, from the very beginning, which was you know essentially 
buying a card, painting on it, and putting it back on eBay uh, into this larger concept that's you know, engaging the public. It's accessible to anybody with an internet access. Um, and uh, you know, just keeps it, the conversation uh, more robust as, as we continue to build the project. So let's talk about the conversation because I want to get into the details. But you know, since since the art world is typically a conversation among you know critics and collectors and panel discussions and all in a very academic way to some extent, the discussion you're talking about here is is what exactly? Because you're in in eBay, I, I think these are filed under like your your there's a collectible category that people are 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 somehow finding you through. I mean, the 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 conversation isn't um, necessarily the conversation that you're the architects of, right? It's it's uh, or, or or is it? I'm 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 trying to see how that conversation evolves and how it turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is now, because you're you're bypassing, or maybe not even bypassing, but it's not it's not going directly for the art world as most exhibits would, or shows, or projects of any kind. Right, right, and and that's part of what we wanted to to engage with is is really opening it up to a different uh, group of viewers that typically wouldn't necessarily engage you know, an art gallery or museum um, or, or the art world in general, I think. Uh, and, and Julian, you can add something here. If, if, I, sorry, I cut you yeah, off earlier. but um, I'd like to. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's, I, I would say it's, it's intentionally meant to be both, as Abdul was saying, is, is it does open up the doors to people outside of the art world. But, I mean, we definitely did have our show that was in a gallery that was very open you know, are very through the channels of the art world. Um, but, the, but the intention was to really keep the idea of, of quote-unquote open markets in mind and to say let's let the whole, as many people as possible engage in this project so that we could get a real sense of feedback from, from all kinds of perspectives rather than just maybe perspectives of people that are interested or, or know know about about art specifically. And what kind of feedback did you did you get from I imagine buyers and, and, and lookers on eBay? What was the feedback? Because the idea of what you're doing of course is as you're saying painting over existing uh, cards in that's that's you're you're making an artwork out of it, but you're also destroying a card, right, a, a collectible card in, in, in some form, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that figures into it, but how, which is itself, you know, a kind of ancient form uh, in some ways. But what was the, the conversation or the feedback that you got uh, as this project evolves? Um, I, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, we've gotten feedback on, on both sides in the sense of some people are were very hesitant at first to say, are you destroying a card that we find rare or unique? And we even asked the question as to at what point does it maybe become intrusive on the card um, community because some of these cards are themselves very rare and, and even seen as, as artwork. Um, and then at what point does it, does it become um, less intrusive or, or, or 
less destructive to, to the community. And I think we get, we've gotten everything from across the range. And, and I don't know if we're necessarily, I don't want to say, you know, concerned with, with people's opinions on that, more so as to say that's kind of what the open market then, then tells us is, does somebody value these changes or these additions or this tracking of this series of work or, or do they not by, by letting the open market decide? Um, and so I would say some of the feedback we've gotten is that we've grown an audience, we've found a lot of interest, we've got art people that are interested, our gallery is certainly interested, they want to do a second show with us um, coming up shortly this year. Um, so maybe so where would that show be that, that your that your current gallery is 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 where it'll um it'll be in New York in um in Ridgewood I would assume but last time sometimes they do some some well, what's the right word nomadic shows so our last show was in Brooklyn um but the the gallery space is is normally in Ridgewood so at Delhi Grocery Gallery. And, and something and I want to make sure... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you go on. You go on. To, uh, t- tell me... Uh, yeah, something I want to make sure that um, I think is really interesting and, and to share that Abdul alluded to a little bit in one of his explanations was that our last show is really outside of just sharing this auction and these cards, but really paralleling systems and how systems work together or, or how systems find equilibrium. And, and it was a beautiful show of, of sharks and, and prey swimming around uh, a large room projected. And it was kind of, you know, showing that idea of, of having this, it was called trophic conversion of, of how a biological system finds equilibrium and, and then putting an auction next to that and, kind of talking about how does an economic system find equilibrium. And so we really wanted to bring the conversation beyond just cards that we're, we're making and these things that we're tracking on the Internet, but showing that all systems in some way have some kind of relationship and, and inviting people into that space and that idea. And since some, most of this is done, I mean, a, a lot of what we're talking about is, is eBay, you know, you're, you're also kind of playing with the market there. How, how much is the initial value of these cards, right? I mean, they've, they've sold for all different prices that, that you've, you know, that you've posted. And it, it looks to me like a recent one sold for, for quite a bit, over $2,000, as opposed to others selling for 100 So So what's happening there? Part of this is because, the card itself also has a value. The ones that you buy before as a surface to paint on also have a value of, of their own, and that is also increasing the value or interacting with, it, with the art. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that seems that eBay is kind of bearing that out, that there's a relationship between the initial value of these cards and your, and your art. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take that one, Julian. Um, so mm-hmm. there definitely is, um, you know, a predetermined range that a lot of these uh, cards go for um, within a set period of time. Of course, as that market fluctuates, um, you know, uh, you know, buyers who can't afford them then 
uh, you know, aren't spending money on them, and those who can are spending more to buy out other people. So depending on the rarity of these cards, there are um, market dynamics that actually you know, cause values to be higher. Obviously, rare cards have higher value, you know, supply and demand. Um, using some of those rarer cards as the surfaces we work on, um, you know, as Julian pointed out, can be both uh, productive and then counterproductive. There's people that want the original in its pristine, untouched form uh, who are purists and don't want, you know, even the slightest dent in a corner and then, uh, you know, there's, there we are actually, you know, covering the entire surface with oil paint, um, effectively changing the exact card and, and maybe leaving part of uh, the original image showing through. Um, so, so it does have a bearing on the, the interest from a collector standpoint. Uh, again, you know, then, you know, we're obviously making different paintings on each one of these. There's homages to other artists. Uh, impressionists, things of that nature, and um, there, there seems to be uh, a, a part of the, the sports card market that is now looking at our work and, and, and taking into account um, our styles and the, you know, the backgrounds we're choosing, as well as the cards we're choosing, um, into the consideration of how they value them. So it's, it's very fascinating. Um, to, to see what the you know the raw card goes for, and then what the finished one uh, when we put it back out into the marketplace goes for, there's um, there's a lot of variables at play. So you know we're we're capturing a lot of this data on the back end. Um, you know the original cost, the number of bidders, the number of views, um, where you know which collections they're going into. Uh, we're, we're really keeping track of a lot of this stuff so that we're we're going to be able to mine this data later. Um, uh, and and start putting you know other ideas into play, and and so that that's so interesting. I mean, what's what, what's happening here on a, on a number of levels because this was of course before NFTs and you know that that craze that really kind of happened during the process of this, right? And in mm -hmm. some ways, it, 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 it foreshadows that or intersects with that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think whenever Absolutely. I talk about this project with with people. You can finish Abdullah's how this thought is that I explain the project and, and the first thing somebody says to me is, Oh, you're making NFTs and I'm like, No, I'm actually making the absolute opposite of an NFT. And um but it, it's really fascinating to see how we we foreshadowed shadowed that movement and now it's become this 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 big thing. Well, because collectors, like you said, that in between ground where, you know, there there are people that that buy collectibles, and there's you know a strange part of the NFT market that's collectibles and not art, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what what, mm -hmm. what 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 a lot of people seem to miss in the NFT market is, yeah, the smallest part is art. The biggest part is crypto punks and 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 collectibles. <laughs> they call them the the, the, the yeah. equivalent of of you know, of baseball cards, not what people think is art with a capital A, you know, although there's plenty of that in NFTs as well. But so right. what, what, what you're doing is, I mean, or, or, or part of the question that, 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 that brings up is the, is the kind of um, crossover between someone who is a collector of something like a collectible and then begins taking an interest in your artwork and, and stretching their own definition of what art is and what it means 
to collect something almost, isn't it? I mean, is, is, am I reaching too far or is it kind of, you know, expanding no. what those type of collectors even think collecting is and, and what art is? That's absolutely a, a place that we've gone to with the conversation and something that we've become very interested in is saying that you're now, well, I mean, we've always believed this from the beginning, but we also know that that's not necessarily how people saw it was you're not just collecting a sports card, you're, you're collecting an original piece of artwork. And we think that that's why people have really started to gravitate towards the project is because on the surface, when you see this on eBay and you come across it, it, it may not register that way, but when you actually hold one of these in your hands and you see and feel the oil paint and, and you get to interact with it, you realize this is a beautiful painting. And a lot of our collectors have come back multiple times and, and even some of them have asked us about collecting artwork and if we can help them in, in that space because it's not something that they have any, you know, they're not familiar with and it's obviously a very opaque industry for someone that knows nothing about it and if we can point them in that direction. So I think we really are creating a, a bridge between collecting collectibles and collecting artwork that's a really kind of fun, unique space. That's so interesting because the bridge that you're just talking about is also, of course, what, what galleries and, and art consultants are trying to do, right? They, they mm-hmm. would, it's ideal to have a collector come up to them and say, you know, geez, I'm trying to get into this opaque market, as you're saying. You know, how do I do it? Because it requires education. And, and yeah. so where you're coming from, which is interesting, you know, as, as artists is now um, something else, right? I mean, when you begin to advise those collectors on collecting art, your, your art, but you're also educating them to what the market is, right? We're kind of coming full circle. Now one of, your, one of the people that are yeah. interacting with you, that are buying from you, are also getting, they're also yeah. getting educated by you in a market that's yeah. larger than your artwork, right? About how to buy other people's artwork. Right. Or, or, or is that not exactly right. what they're saying? And that is what's happening. Yeah, that's no, that exactly is what's right happening. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. We ahead, um, we actually take it take it upon ourselves to uh, you know part of the platform, which is our Instagram account, um, is dedicated towards educating uh, art history, uh, art movements, um, aspects of the project, aspects of current art, contemporary art, what's mm-hmm. happening in LA, New York. London, all across the world. Um, so, it, so it is this this very interesting interesting space that's happening right now as as um, as these economies are overlapping. And and just very briefly, I can touch on this. But um, you know, one of the biggest sports card grader um, uh, uh, PSA Collectors Universe just went private with investments from two very large art collectors uh, who, you know, without naming names, run, you know, large hedge funds. Um, but th- they see that this, this collector space is overlapping. It's starting to overlap more and more. Uh, and I think when I realized it was when I was walking through the Met Museum, looking through their archives and saw, you know, baseball cards from 1909 in their archives displayed right next to the Monets and the Mondrians and, um, just realizing that it's, it's, it's historical of, you know, both America and 
uh, a form of art in its own regard. So I think these things are just, it, it's becoming more clear. I think it was a lot more opaque in the past, but it's now becoming a, a clear space of collectibles and, you know, the NFT market kind of <laughs> sent that into overdrive in a way, uh, and the pandemic mm-hmm. did as well. But um, I do see that there's, um, there's, there's going to be a lot more opportunities in that space for artists to get their work out into the world. And, and this was just one way for us to do that, is, is to usher in a new era of collector. Yeah. And I want to just maybe touch on a point that you brought up in the beginning, Brainard, which was the open market thing. And, and to say that's why we wanted to go to this open market and, and try to invite in as many people as we could outside of just the traditional art world because we felt like there's just such a huge opportunity to bring people into the art world and to make it feel inclusive so that you know it, it can just continue to expand for all of our benefits. Like the art world's a better art world if more people are part of it. Right, right, and uh, yeah, that, it, it's so true. And and as you're as you're putting more things out there, as as you say, um, I mean, part of what's what's happening is is you're you're moving into other demographics, other spaces where there are certain groups of people, like the sports trading cards or sports memorabilia. Uh, however, they're they're broken down on on eBay. Will you continue with that group? Because that's the group you're kind of mining. That's this kind of huge group all over the world that's not necessarily art buyers but are, but are now being converted to a different way of, of, of looking, seeing, buying because of, of your project. Will, will those search categories remain the same? Is that something you also play with, or, or are those changing? Um, we've talked about switching categories over to the the art category uh, in eBay. Um, it's you know currently this is kind of where we're we're titling things and, and search optimization. It makes sense to keep them in the sports category for now. Um, but over time, I do think that it would make sense to move it over to the art category. And uh, and yeah, we'll transition when when that time comes and it makes sense. But or it could be another category altogether. I mean, it, 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 yeah. way, it is transitioning over there, but I mean, you've chosen that one category. You could just as easily choose a category that has something to do with toys or the, the jewelry or the, the millions of other things that are on eBay because yeah. you're essentially finding an unlikely audience by doing that, right? I mean, that's what to me is what's really curious. It's, 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 what, you're, it's, it's what you're painting on, but also that comes with a whole specific audience that will be looking and finding your work by surprise, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, as you said that, that's kind of where my mind went to. So I I don't see any reason why we couldn't think of trying something different. Like, I'm just really um, riffing right now, but painting on, say, collectible shoes or something like that and using the same ideas. I mean, where there's only two of us, and one thing we've learned is it's a lot of all this is a lot of work, and so we have to kind of make sure we're cautious of conscious of of those type of decisions. But I would say absolutely pos- within the realm of possibilities as the project expands to think about other other avenues. Like that's what we've been learning is that all kinds of things are possible, and that's what's cool about 
exploring these these ideas that are are just evolving is that you know as discussions happen then other opportunities present themselves well thanks it's, it's, it's exciting talking about this project and I'm, i appreciate the time both of you are spending with me I, I want to ask you one more question which is off topic but what are both of you or either of you reading at the moment i'm uh i'm an avid chess player and um I often find myself reading chess books, and I'm reading one right now called uh, How to Reassess Your Chess. And my favorite thing about this book is that it's it's really not about how to necessarily, like he's always harping on not teaching you how to win chess games, like how to checkmate somebody, but how to make your position better, like how to have better knights than your opponent or better trade a worse piece for a better piece and and through the through the evolution of creating a better position ultimately you will win the game and i find that really really interesting in figuring out what those nuances are so that you can work towards those in the game and and i feel like that applies to so many other things in in life so um enjoying that that book at the moment and I've been reading Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser. Um, just as I'm transitioning to New York and uh, a lot of crazy things happening in the world right now and, and also within my own family, uh, just you know, some difficult times, um, just something to add reassurance that uh, you know, as, as the world seems to be crumbling around us, that there's always something to be gained, something positive from the experience. So um, really enjoying that read as well. Well, thank you both for sharing your, your work with me today. Um, I'm excited to, um, to hear about the progress of it, and it was, it was really great to talk. Uh, Abdul and Julian, I want to wish you well with your upcoming show. There's links in here so people can learn more, of course, on your website. But thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.